Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, and Tom Peavy with you here on this Wednesday. And we are now excited to go back to our orthopedic clinic phone line where we work, welcome on Joe Bartle of RotoWire. Of course, you can use RotoWire for all of your fancy needs, the football, baseball, and basketball, and, and all kinds of fancy stuff throughout the year. Joe, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, hoping. We get a little bit more offense this week for Week 7, although I looked at the over-unders, uh, and I think nine of the 13 games have an over-under under 44 points, which unfortunately echoes what I think is going to be a bad week of football. So we could just talk the fantasy angle. Maybe that will be better. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and actually we were just talking a little bit about the, the NFL and about uh, some of the big-time quarterbacks not necessarily lighting it up a little bit. Also, I want to start off with the fantasy world, talking a little bit, though, about uh, some of these injuries. As Again, that, that also plays a, a crucial role in it. And the Cleveland situation just continues to be confusing with, with Deshaun Watson's injury report and that sort of thing and kind of winning off a defense. They have a couple real weapons there, but I imagine their value has steadily gone down here as they've had to kind of play quarterback roulette. Yeah, it's really interesting because uh, Nick Chubb's injury, you thought in week three or week four, whatever it was, was also going to be the downfall of the offense. And Jerome Ford has been pretty good from a waiver wire perspective. If you invest a lot of your waiver wire budget into him, I don't think you've been too disappointed, especially with all the other injuries that have occurred at running back. And Kareem Hunt had a good game last week, too, another guy in that same vein. It's, it's really interesting for this week. I don't even think Deshaun Watson made it into our Tuesday podcast and probably should have because – uh, especially in super flex leagues, you're thinking about from a quarterback perspective, what who starts and, and does that matter? And, and even to your point, Amari Cooper specifically was like a fourth or fifth round pick in most uh, typical redraft leagues. And I don't know if you, his value has tanked to a level that you could go ahead and acquire him via trade, especially if you assume Watson's going to miss more uh, than just last week and this week. But it, it does kind of compound upon itself as well. And the Browns still beating the 49ers speaks to that this team could be competitive regardless. I I would assume uh, that anyone outside of Amari Cooper, you can more or less just say, I want nothing to do with. Maybe da- maybe David Njoku, given the tight end position overall uh, and the fantasy implications. But it does it does feel a lot trickier, you know, from the pass catchings the pass catchers. Uh, if it's Deshaun Watson out for a long time, I mean, I think we saw the report today that he was trying to liken what happened to Anthony Richardson and his eventual season-ending surgery to what Watson's dealing with now, and I don't know because of how the Browns have really operated over the past three weeks, if that is true or not. And I think that also adds to the, the mystery element of this as, as well. And then, Joe, looking uh, at the Lions, obviously David Montgomery is going to be out for a few weeks with the rib cartilage injury. So Jameer Gibbs is now coming off, I think it was a hamstring injury. Um, do you think now that they're going to they're really feature him in the offense, or do you, do you still think that they're going to kind of use him sparingly in the way that they've done before? Do you think he's going to have a big workload upcoming these next few weeks or no? Yeah, uh, as somebody that has David Montgomery in a few leagues that are pretty consequential, I hope it's not a some leagues, or sorry, some weeks, and it's, it's one week. <laughs> I don't think we really know yet how long Montgomery's going to be out. It sounds kind of like Christian McCaffrey, uh, the same vein. I'm sure we'll talk about him in a second. But McCaffrey is sooner to play this week than Montgomery is. But I'm not saying I'm assuming he's going to be out three weeks, which is maybe the long end of whatever the timeline the Lions have given. Uh, we had this situation with Montgomery, and I think it's either week two or week three, and Jameer Gibbs got 17 carries, hadn't seen a combined total in that carries any other point the rest of the season. 
I don't know if we go back to that, though. I think Craig Reynolds is going to be a thing, and especially coming off a two-week absence in the case of Jameer Gibbs. The Lions, rightly or wrongly, and I would say wrongly, if I'm the one building the team, do not want to jeopardize their asset, especially uh, one that they really have a specific role for, as we saw with DeAndre Swift in past seasons, as, and we're seeing with Jameer Gibbs now. So, no, I don't think he actually has uh, guaranteed three-down back value. I think Craig Reynolds is going to be around. I'm surprised Leonard Fournette hasn't signed with the Lions either. Like That feels like a perfect marriage to me. Fournette, I think, is still capable enough back, but at worst is like 45% version of David Montgomery as a goal line ball carrier and a pass catcher. That that just seems like a one-for-one obvious trade-off, but I don't know why uh, that market hasn't materialized in the same way that you'd expect. So I'm uh, assuming Jameer Gibbs is the clear-cut favorite, and I think Craig Reynolds or someone else might also be a factor uh, for this week and beyond if he misses more time. Uh, <clears throat> talking about some uh, somebody else that has dealt with some injuries and uh, it's a little close to home here for you, but uh, the running back situation with the Packers right now, uh, Aaron Jones, what, what are you hearing his thoughts or your thoughts on his return? And then uh, how do you handle that if you've got A.J. Dillon in the mix? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to week four now with the Lions. So they, they played against the Bears, had the hamstring injury, uh, Aaron Jones didn't play against the Falcons week two, and then I think it was uh, Saints week three. He was able to play, didn't really do a whole lot. And then you're like, well, Thursday, uh, you would want to have him for that Thursday night game against the Lions, and they chose not to. You're like, huh, okay, maybe they, it's a short week. They're trying to have him be careful. Doesn't play against the Raiders, then it's like, wow, something must really be wrong. Or they're just being extra precautious uh, with the bye week that was coming up. So now, with essentially 21 days of rest, more or less, I'm anticipating Aaron Jones is back to normal, that they signed James Robinson um, yesterday. I, I hope isn't a precursor to Jones missing more time. He did practice unlimited fashion today uh, and yesterday, which is always a good sign. However, we had that same cadence two weeks ago against the Raiders Monday night, and then he was eventually uh, scratched kind of the last second. So it's all trending towards him playing. I would love if it was just a full participation in practice all week, and I'm a little concerned that it hasn't just happened that way. But there has been no indication from the Packers side of things that he's going to be out long-term. And if he was going to be, if they envisioned this scenario, they would have probably put him on injury reserve uh, right when that injury happened against the Bears. And now looking at the Miami Dolphins situation, obviously uh, their, their running back situation, uh, obviously Raheem Mostert is taking a lot of the snaps with uh, with Devon uh, Achan um, out for four weeks or now three weeks since he's been on IR. Uh, they have Jeff Wilson Jr. who's probably going to be activated off IR this week. Do you think that he's going to get a decent amount of touches? He's a pretty solid running back, so I would assume so, but I know it's probably still going to be Mostert's running back room, correct? Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I wasn't really in on Devon Achan because I, I assumed when Jeff Wilson was going to come off injured reserve, and it really was around this time period, week seven or eight, basically uh, the lines the Dolphins were saying, uh, Jeff Wilson was going to be the number two back, and I thought he was going to split a lot of time with Mostert to the point where it might even be more like a 60-40 scenario. This is what I thought at the beginning of the season. Then he had Achan uh, look fantastic for a couple weeks. Now he's out for four weeks. Um, I would assume that once they activate Jeff Wilson, and maybe not this week against the Eagles, but the following weeks, um, he's going to be a guy that gets 25, 30 snaps in a game, especially with HN on injured reserve, and it's going to be out at least another three weeks after this week. Um, I, it will be it will be really interesting to see what happens when all three running backs are healthy. But we know Raheem Mostert's uh, history. That might not be the case in the month that he's actually healthy. Um, I, I don't know if it matters much this week, but... We talked a lot in the Tuesday Road Wire podcast, and you can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts, 
um, about a number of running back situations. Zach Evans in the Rams' backfield, Greg Reynolds. We talked about Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell with uh, Christian McCaffrey banged up. And I would sooner roster Raheem Mostert than a lot of the popular waiver wire pickups this week because I think Mostert. I'm sorry, not, I keep saying Mostert. Jeff Wilson. I'd rather roster Jeff Wilson because I do think he is going to be a factor for that offense, and that offense is really, really good. Um, and that that matters to me more than a one or two week stint for. Craig Reynolds or Zach Evans or Royce Freeman or uh, even Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason. Like I think Jeff Wilson's impact from a fantasy perspective uh, has a lot of longevity for the entire year. And that was my next question, Joe, is, is, as you allude to the, the San Francisco situation with uh, Jordan Mason in particular. I think everyone's aware of who Elijah Mitchell is, but Jordan Mason's been getting some backup carries here these last couple of weeks has been pretty productive uh, with McCaffrey expected to miss. I mean, I, I guess he's still down at least a couple rings in the waiver wire, waiver wire pecking order. Yeah, I actually think if it wasn't Jeff Wilson, the Niners guys were next, but it's deciphering which of the Niners guys you want to roster. Uh, and to be clear, I don't know if we can assume Christian McCaffrey won't play Monday. Maybe the Niners shouldn't have it. We'll be safe with it, but uh, it's not like they're the Packers medical staff. They, they typically are like normal or even aggressive with a few of their players, uh, and they have an extra day of rest for Christian McCaffrey. So I'm, I'm assuming, especially in this conversation, McCaffrey will not play, but he won't be missing extended time. We got this wrong last week with James Conner in the Cardinals' backfield. We saw James Conner out now on injured reserve. Oh, Amari DiMarcado, uh got a lot of work the past two weeks. He's clearly the backup. Well, no, it's just that we forgot Keontae Ingram was around, and Ingram had been hurt. Uh, and, and finally played last week, did pretty good from a ball carry perspective. You had Damian Williams come up and do some things too, and then DiMarcado got most most of the snaps but didn't really do any ball carrier stuff. I think it's the same thing with Elijah Mitchell, and if you listen to the quotes and comments that Kyle Shanahan had last Sunday, it, it, they asked him about Jordan Mason, and he directed the conversation to Elijah Mitchell and said, He's been banged up, but when he's been healthy, he's earned the opportunities of playing time. So even though Jordan Mason has looked great, and I don't think uh, the Niners are upset to have him as their number three back, I do think he's the number three, and Elijah Mitchell would be the starting running back if McCaffrey doesn't play. Talking to Joe Barnell of RotoWire today on Sports Call. A couple more for you, Joe. I imagine I know the answer to this question. I will still ask anyway to see if it's a, ne- a no or a hell no. Uh, but uh, Philadelphia signs Julio Jones, uh, obviously, the other day. Uh, also, McCole Hardman gets traded to Kansas City. Uh, I, I would assume I know the answer, but any interest in picking up either one of those guys on the waiver wire? Yeah, I made the joke on the podcast on Tuesday because it happened right as we were going off air that uh, the, there's, there's a litmus test that you could run from a fantasy perspective. If somebody picks up Julio Jones in your fantasy week, don't invite them back next year. There's no reason <laughs> to be playing fantasy football because uh, that, it's just that's going to be a headache for you as a manager or a person playing in the league with them because it's a bad choice and they're and they're making lots of bad choices that would eventually lead to them deciding Julio Jones I need to pick him up in the year 2023 no uh, that that don't don't let that happen chastise anybody in your league that chooses to do that <laughs> uh, the Michael Harbin was a little bit more interesting to me like I thought Sky Moore would be a lot better than he has been and that he has such intimate and like early like it, it, uh, familiarity with the Chiefs' offense, there should not be much acclimation time. Makes Hartman kind of interesting to me because Darius Tony hasn't been very good. Sky Moore's been even worse. You don't even know uh, Marquez Villas-Scantling's out there on the field. I love Rasheed Rice. He was kind of my guy, especially outside round 12 uh, that I've been talking about, and I thought he would develop into what he is becoming now, like clearly the Chiefs' number one receiver. But I don't think Nicole Hartman cuts into Rasheed Rice's workload. In fact, 
I would sooner assume it means they have zero faith in Sky Moore and or Kadarius Toney. Um, so I'm not picking up Hartman per se, but I am monitoring that situation, and I think there's possible value uh, that the Chiefs chose not to sign him for that massive contract. Doesn't, doesn't mean they don't like him. I think it's just that they are very particular with their specialist roles, and they thought Sky Moore or Kadarius Toney could do it, and they clearly haven't been able to. Joe Barnell of RotoWire joining us today on Sports Call. Joe, as always, the time's greatly appreciate. Again, uh, we give you the opportunity each week. We we know that you've got a, a very busy schedule. Certainly appreciative of you joining the show. So again, we, you mentioned the uh, the podcast on Tuesday, uh, but uh, what else do you have uh, in works from week to week? And then what uh, can our listeners find over at the site at RotoWire? Yeah, I plug the podcast enough, but I I do. Uh do the big betting sheet each and every week. We talked about at the beginning of the, uh, the show here, the segment, that uh, I, I pick every game against the spread and the over-under, uh, kind of give my thoughts. It was a lot of a lot of bad football that I was projecting, so I probably went uh, a little bit open-ended and uh, a little bit more personality-driven when I was discussing the games. And uh, Maybe you enjoy that, maybe you don't. That's fine, but you can, you can literally count along with me uh, on where I'm projecting the games to be. And then every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Radio Channel 87, uh, do we do all the week week matchups? Discuss all the injury reports, what that means, and uh, it's been great. You know, we've we've had a lot of information that came out earlier this season that we've called correctly. Trying to carry it on throughout the rest of the season, it's been a it's been a good time thus far. Joe, again, as always, we certainly appreciate the time each and every week. Uh, I know you told us uh, you got a good nap in earlier too, so uh, <laughs> glad uh, glad we're still resting up. I mean, we're just in the middle of football season, man. Still a long way to go, but uh, certainly appreciate you uh, for joining the show. We look forward to talking again soon. Yeah, we're in the middle of flu season as well. Yes. So we'll try to keep yeah. uh, chugging along as best we can with that. So <laughs> stay healthy, guys. Thanks for having me on.